Good morning. Stand with us. Let's begin our worship service. focus on worshiping you and also lord to be able to walk out of here and know that we've learned something from what the pastor has to bring us in jesus name we pray amen 
One announcement to remind you of this week, Saturday, 27th, we have a pool party at the home of the Gessicks at uh, 6 o'clock that evening. So invite all the uh, middle schoolers and high schoolers that you know to show up over to Gessicks' house. If you don't know where that is, you can ask Pastor Logan after the service. Ushers, <laughs> once you come, we worship the Lord with our tithes and 
God, thanks so much for this beautiful place to meet, the freedom that we have to meet, and for your presence here in this place with us today. I pray that as we worship you, we do it as well with our tithes and offerings right now. And thank you so much for blessing us with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Two, one through ten. Um, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Good morning. Once again, it's time that we pause and pray together as a congregation, and this is a special time, a time that uh, we can, in one accord, lift up some needs and praise God for what he's done, that we're here today and, and able to meet one more time. So uh, we're glad you're here, and uh, if you have any special requests or you want to come up and pray, you can come up and kneel at the altars or just pray with someone in your seat or just pray along with me here in a few minutes. But we just want to pause and give God thanks for this opportunity to be together and to worship him and, and lift up a few needs. Uh, we want to continue to pray for Vern. Last week he was in uh, Gulf Coast Hospital. I believe uh, now he's back in Manor Care. But just continue to lift up Vern and pray for him. Um, pray especially for Clarence this week. I know he's uh, going solo. He's talk, we're talking back there a little bit. Connie and Ed are out of town, so he could use uh, extra some measure of prayer too. And uh, pray for the Reynolds family. They're still on vacation, and just pray that they're being refreshed and God is blessing them. And I know there's other requests and a lot of other needs, but those are just a few that are on my heart this morning. So let's just pause and go before the Lord for a few minutes here.
Father God, we just give you thanks, Lord God, for one more opportunity to come together, Lord, as a body of believers, Father, and worship together and praise and exalt you, God. Pray that you be glorified today, God. Lord, as we look around, we see there's some empty seats, Lord, but we know this church isn't empty today, God. We're here, Father, and most importantly, you're here with us, God. And we give you thanks for that, God. We pray for those who are away for sickness, God. We lift them up to you and pray for healing, Lord, and just uh, an extra measure of your mercy and love. And let them know where they're being missed, God, and they're being prayed for. Uh, Father, we pray for the rentals and so many others who are vacationing this time of year, Father. Be with them, God. Give them safe travels on the highways. And, Lord, keep them safe. Bring them back refreshed and renewed, Lord. We give you thanks for that. God, we thank you for Tim here today, Father. And we know that you've laid a message on his heart. We just pray that your Holy Spirit would empower him, God, and that you would open the word into our lives, God, that we might be blessed and enriched and encouraged, God, for the week ahead. Again, we give you thanks and praise for all that you've done for us and blessed us with. May you be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Stand with us again as we continue to worship our Savior in song this morning.
I'm just enjoying the last song. I just uh, enjoy hearing everyone else worship and worshiping with them. God is good. I'll do it again. God is good. There you go. That's good. All the time. There you go. Okay. He is. He is. Well, a couple weeks ago, Joe Jones preached a message about investing your life in the things of God. I want to tell you this morning, and I want this to be an encouraging message for you, I want to tell you that God is invested in you. And God spoke the world into existence. By the way, we heard about this incredibly huge God that we have in Sunday school. If you missed it, well, you just missed it, all right? Uh, some good stuff there. The, uh, what is it like? There are three septillion stars that are known, and they're known by name to God. So never mind the number. It's hard to explain. That's just a long one, okay? A bunch of zeros after it. Uh, but God spoke this world into existence, and that God who spoke this world into existence has invested in you, and he's still investing in you, still working on those he created in his image. That would be you. He is always doing something new. He's always been doing new things. Never stops doing new things. Many years ago, he reminded the Israelites of the past rescue where he took them out of Egypt and how he supplied for them all this time. But then he says this, forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I am about to do. And he says this in Isaiah 43, verse 19. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. God has always been about new stuff, new things for his people. And God's desire today and every day is to do a new thing in you, whoever you are. It begins with the good news of Jesus Christ. And if you go to Ephesians 2, we'll be spending some time there. Uh, as well as other verses. All the scripture will be on the screen for you, but in your Bibles, if you want to look along, uh, Ephesians 2, he's referring to there uh, a number of times. Now, there's a lot of bad news in the world, is there not? I was telling somebody, this man, I've been hearing a lot of bad news this year, this week, I don't want to hear it, and you turn on the news, it's pretty mostly bad news when you listen. Well, the best news ever is the good news of Jesus Christ, but he came because the news was bad. That's why we had the good news of Jesus. We were wretched sinners. Condemned. Because of our sin. Ephesians 2 verse 1, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Verse 3 says that we were objects of wrath. That would be God's wrath. And this is a very big God. That's pretty big wrath. Okay, That's us. Object of wrath. But the good news is, we sang about it this morning, the amazing grace of God. No matter who you are, that amazing grace of God is available to you. No matter where you're from, what you've done, 
what you think about yourself, what somebody else thinks about yourself. The amazing grace of an amazing God is available to you. New birth is available to you, and with that new birth is no condemnation. Where before we were condemned, object of wrath, now we, we have, if we have Christ, there is no condemnation for us. Ephesians chapter 2, again, verse 8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is a gift of God. Jesus, we know, was handed over to die for our sins. It's all because of our sins that he died. Then he was raised to life to make us right with God. By no effort of our own. I could work the rest of my life and do everything just right, perfectly, and I would not be able to earn my salvation. I would not be able to earn my relationship with God. Neither could you. No one ever has lived the perfect life except for Jesus himself. But by the grace of God, by my faith in him, by your faith in him, you come to know him in a personal way. It's only by grace, a gift of God, and that is the good news. Christ. Now, if in fact you've placed your faith in Christ, all things are new for you. New stuff. Now, some people shy away from new stuff, but I kind of like new stuff. It's kind of invigorating to me. But all things are new for you in Christ. This is what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Everything is new. This is a brand new thing where what's happening with you and the Savior, with you and God, because of the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, I don't, certainly don't have enough time to talk about all the new things that God will bring your way and is bringing your way, but there are four things that are common to all of us. First thing that we have in Christ is a new identity. That means you are a child of God. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. If you get nothing else from this message this morning, I want you to remember who your Father is your Heavenly Father. As we remember that, it takes care of a whole lot of things in our lives, and we just remember who our Father is, our Heavenly Father is. God Himself, the Creator of all. We looked at a couple of scriptures in our Sunday school as well this morning about, about they feared God, feared Jesus, and fell down before Him. And what did He say? Fear not, get up. And so we can have this relationship with God where he lifts us up because of Christ as a child of God, because we're his children. And as a child of God, there are certain things that are true of you as well. First of all, as a child of God, you have life. Verses 4 and 5 of Ephesians 2. But because of his great love for us, God, who was rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. 
before Christ, you were kind of just existing. You're just surviving. You are spiritually dead. But listen to what Jesus said, John chapter 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill, destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The thief, that would be Satan, he wants you, but he does not love you. He wants to destroy you, especially if you are a follower of Christ. The Bible says he's like a roaring lion looking to devour us. God's plan, however, for his children is live life to the full. How many are doing that right now? Are you living life to the full? Are you enjoying God being your father and living life to the full? Enjoying every moment in his presence. That is your privilege as a child of God. And as a child of God, let me just tell you that you are on your father's mind all the time. Psalm 139, 17 and 18. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. They can't, I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. I can rest because God will not forget about me. Ever. His children are always on his mind. He has promised, and therefore he will not renege on his promise. He won't forget about you. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You're worried about something? Can't sleep? God says, that's okay, child. I'll stay up. You go to sleep, and I'll be here when you wake up. Let me care about that. He tells us to cast all of our cares on him because he cares for us. He's our father. So, stop just existing, surviving. Start living as a child of God. Enjoy knowing that God is your father. You are his child. Also, as a child of God, you have an eternal inheritance. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 say this. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. You, Christian, have a new permanent address. It's called heaven. This world is just a temporary place. We're kind of passing through. And we got stuff to do while we're passing through. But no matter what you have accomplished in this life, the successes and the failures, if you are a child of God, Christ is your Lord and Savior, you have been highly successful 
in preparing for what is next. Eternity. Did you get that? If you know Christ as your Savior, you are highly successful in the fact that you prepared for eternity by knowing Him and that God is your Father. Now, without Christ, you are not ready. Without Christ, you are not a child of God. I'm hoping that everyone here is, but there's every, every, always the opportunity for you to accept the amazing grace of God. Never out of reach for you. John 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That verse does not say whoever believes in him and you fill in the blank. It doesn't say that. It's all about the grace of God. It makes you a child of God. Take advantage of that today if you never have. You see, your new life as a child of God started the moment you surrendered yourself to Christ. Your eternity has begun as a child of God. Children of God have a great future. So first of all, we have a new identity as a child of God. Secondly, we have a new position in Christ. Verse 6, Ephesians 2. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Best seats in the house. And we view things differently with a Christ-like perspective. Pastor Sam wanted to go to the Hillsong concert. It was, they were in town a few weeks ago. He was going to buy some tickets, but apparently he had a good friend. He's a good friend now at least, right? Uh, uh, he got in tickets on the floor in front of the stage in the front row. Okay? Now, Pastor Sam wasn't going to buy those tickets, couldn't afford that, that nice of a ticket, too much money. But by the grace of a friend of his, he was given the tickets. We could never afford our place seated with Christ. In fact, it cannot be bought. It is a gift of God's grace. Now think of it, if you will. You seated with Christ in heavenly places. Put your name in the blank. I'm trying to think of it. It's hard to imagine Tim seated with God in heavenly places. Physical position may be on earth. But our spiritual position is with Christ. And we have this, 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 this heavenly vantage point. Our world is, is different. We look at things totally different as we're looking from the place where Jesus looks. And we see things the way he sees. And we see people the way he sees people. Because we're seated with him. And we enjoy his fellowship in heavenly places. 
So we've got this new identity, and we've got this new position in Christ. If, in fact, we know him as Savior and Lord. Thirdly, we have a new mission. Verse 10, Ephesians 2. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We Christians, followers of Christ, are new creations in Christ and are to do what God has already prepared for us to do. Now, God just doesn't make this up as he goes along. He's a very good planner, okay? In fact, he's such a good planner that he says, listen, Tim, let me make the plans for you. I'll do a much better job. You as well, all right? So he's got this life laid out for us, each and every one of us. He's got things prepared in advance for us to do good works. Now, what is this about good works? I mean, what, what do you mean about that? What, 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 what's that for? Jesus explains that himself. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. He says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. The goal of our lives as followers of Christ should be to honor God, to show off his glory, to show Jesus to people around us. And God says, here is how you do it. Good works I've prepared for you. Now, you know, we say, you know, I, I don't know if I want any more works to do. I got enough going on, and, and, and I don't know what God's going to ask me to do, so I, I just don't think I can do that. In fact, I'm pretty sure I can't do that. But there are a couple of very good reasons why you can. First of all, you are God's workmanship, God's creation. God designed you just to do them. Here's how it works. We're all designed differently. Thank God you're not like me, right? Yeah, that's it. So, so, so we're all designed differently. But there are a lot of works to do, and so God, for you, whatever your personality type is like, whatever your, your, your skills are, whatever your spiritual gifts are, God's designed you just right for some works that he has designed designed for you to do as well, and he matches you up with those gifts. By the way, you don't live where you live by accident. You don't work where you work by accident. You don't have the friends you have by accident. God has set you up to do good works among those people. You don't go to the Park Alliance Church by accident. God has set you up to do good works in and through and with Park Alliance Church he's using for his glory. First reason, you're made for it. You are just made for this. I uh, want to cut a board. I don't get a hammer out and start pounding it until I can cut it. It just doesn't work like that. I get a saw out and I start sawing. And so if I, if I want to drive a, uh, drive a nail into that board, I don't take the saw and start pounding the nail. It just doesn't work. There are designs, 
design tools for that, and you are a design of God. By the way, God makes perfect what he designs. He's designed you as a child of his. Secondly, and this is number four in your handout, we do these works by new power. New power. What kind of power are you talking about? Well, we've got, we've got power lifters. We've got power automobiles. You know, we've got power politicians. Way too many of those, right? Uh, we, they're looking for more power. You know, we've got powerful people. We've got powerful speakers. We've got powerful all kind of stuff. That has power, so we see. That is absolutely nothing compared to the power that God has given you and will continue to give you. We need power to live the life God has given us. And the answer to that power is a gift from God as well. So how can I do these good works God's laid out for me? Wants me to do, first of all, he's designed me to do them. I'm the right person for the job. Secondly, he's going to empower me to do them. Listen to Jesus' promise. John chapter 7, 38 and 39. Jesus said, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. And John goes on to say, By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him would later receive. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. At, God, at, at salvation, when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you give Him your life, God moves into your life with power. The Bible tells us that we are the temple of God. He lives in us. And we said that you have a new position in Christ. God has taken a new position as well in your life. You have a new residence. God himself. I don't know how he does that because he's so big. I don't know how he fits, all right? But the Spirit of God moves into you and I with power. That's his promise. And because of God's Spirit within us, we are powerful people. And you, whoever you are, if you know Christ, you are a powerful person. Nothing is ever hopeless for you. And you have the power to show off and tell about Jesus. You have power for the mission. Are you a dreamer? How many would admit that they are a dreamer? Come on, I, I'm a dreamer. I'm not talking about daydreamers. 
Craig, but I, I'm talking about I'm talking about dreamers. Uh, do you have a bucket list? That's just a kind of a list of your dreams kind of thing, right? Uh, last several years, I've, some things got checked off my bucket list. I wanted to go to the Grand Canyon. We went about three summers ago. Awesome time. Awesome sight of God's creation. I wanted to jump out of an airplane. Perfectly good airplane. And I did. It was awesome also on my bucket list. About three weeks ago, I was in Israel. I was on my bucket list. I went to Israel. Didn't get a chance there. But I'm checking things off my bucket list, things that I want to accomplish, want to see. But I wonder, we all have got some kind of bucket list. I know you do. But do we have a bucket list for God? You see, because of God's power, you can dream big. Here's what the Bible says, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever, amen. Just imagine, literally, imagine. Stretch your imagination, dream about things, make up a bucket list of things that you want to accomplish by the power of God. Now, some of us or some of you will be called to do bigger things. Your to-do list from God, his plan, may seem like a larger task than others. That's because we're made differently. And some of those people asked to do those larger tasks cannot do those other tasks you've been asked to do. But we're empowered to do them all very well, beyond our imagination. God can do immeasurably more than we can imagine, than we can dream by his power in us. God the Father has moved in to your life, has taken positions there to accomplish powerful things. You are never powerless, you are never hopeless. You are simply powerful people. Don't take credit, please, because of the power of God in your life. So never stop imagining, never stop dreaming. Live your life with new power, Holy Spirit power, supernatural power. That's an interesting word, but it's true. You who are new in Christ are a supernatural being, person, because God makes it so. Because of all that God has done in the past, but more so what he's doing now new and has promised to do for you in the future, I encourage you to enjoy your life with this new identity. Never forget who your father is. 
Never forget the new position you have in Christ, seated with him in the heavenlies, in fellowship with him. That close. Never forget your new mission to do what God's prepared for you in advance. Never forget you have new power because of the God that lives within you. And that all these gifts are from God. They're all gifts of God in Jesus Christ. I hope that you're one who just enjoys dreaming stuff up for God. By the way, those come from God as well. What he tells me is going to do more. And all these things are true for you. They will always be true for you. God wants to do something brand new in your life today. One that do. We'll pray. Let's, let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. I pray that you've been honored about the way we look at your word. I pray that we will respond to what you say to us from your word today, and not just today, but each and every day. Thank you so much that we can dream. Thank you so much that you are our Father, and you invite us into your presence. And in fact, your presence is right here because you live within us by your Holy Spirit. What a beautiful thought. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Musicians, why don't you come? Let's sing a final song of worship together. It's all about being a child of God as well. Let's stand together.